0: audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy.
1: That's what the poster said.
0: See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make out? Nope. Because
1: I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yes. <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. What episode are we on?
1: 30. 30? <laughs> it's fitting. It's fitting. <laughs>
0: Why? Because it's game 30.
1: Michael Hutchinson. You like game 30. <laughs> All right.
0: Score! Donnie Toronto! I wonder if they can hear it on Long Island. 2 on 0. Riley Rostowicz. Great save by Anderson. Riley stayed on side.
1: The late man Matthews. Great move. What a goal. You.
0: He's flipped it up for Marner. Mitch Marner centering. High into the net. Scores! He took fast down and his shots is in the corner of the ring. All right, here we go. Episode 30 of Not Another Leafs Podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network. Ken Stapon and Brendan McCarthy with you. And a reminder that Not Another Leafs Pod is brought to you by DraftKings, the tournament is finally here, BMAC. The brackets have been set, and the teams Woo! are finally ready to hit the court. And DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy, is celebrating with their largest free college basketball survival pool ever. How large, you ask? $1 million in total prizes up for grabs. And if that's not enough, check this out. When you enter the free DraftKings $1 million survival pool, you get a shot at winning $10,000 for every upset through the first two rounds of the tournament. It's easy to play. Just pick one team per day. And if they win, you survive and advance to the next round. Last person standing is the winner. Remember, you can only pick one team, each team once for the entire tournament. So choose wisely. DraftKings is a safe and secure app. You can deposit and withdraw funds at your convenience. What do we want you to do? Get in on all the week's action. Download the DraftKings app now. Enter code THPN during sign up to enter the free $1 million survivor pool. Again, that is code THPN to enter DraftKings free $1 million survival pool. Eligibility restrictions and terms and conditions apply. See draftkings.com for details. Brendan, how are you this morning?
1: Hey, everybody. Hey, Ken. How's everybody feeling? I actually felt a, a touch hungover today, even though I didn't drink a drop last night. Oh, I think are you it was just. McDonald's? No, <laughs> I didn't even have McDonald's, man. I I just felt a little stunned this morning, but. I'm not in panic mode just yet, but man, have they looked soft as of late Kenny. Yeah. It hasn't
0: been good. This has been a a tough stretch for this team. Obviously losing five of their last six, really the first stretch of adversity at all this year, but it's been, it's been bad. It's been ugly. They've been losing to teams that they should beat uh, two to the Canucks. They lose to the Sens yesterday on the road and it's, Just gotten extremely ugly for this team recently, and they need to figure out a way to turn it around because the good teams always figure find a way to stop the bleeding, and Toronto has not been able to do that over the last stretch.
1: Right, and you know it's great to see parity back in the NHL. Like last week, Red Wings took three or four points in that mini series against the Tampa Bay Lightning. Sens have been very, very strong against the Maple Leafs this year, and this is kind of what you're going to see with the new realignment is, you know, you're going to get those nights where, where bottom or basement dweller teams are going to beat up on top tier teams, but really for the Leafs, man, is they're just gassed. They've played the most games up to this point. 30, the first team to hit the 30 game mark, and I just think this team needs to reset, regroup, get a bit of an earful from Sheldon Keefe because we'll, we'll get into him later, but he's probably going to be at the library bar. For me, <laughs>
0: he's definitely <laughs> going to be having a couple of drinks trying to figure this thing out. I've never
1: like, seen Keith that animated before. I'm referring to the Saturday night tilt against the Jets. I mean, he looked like he wanted to
0: kill somebody after they called that penalty oh, late in the third period. Oh, my that was, was Sheldon Scowl at his finest. And then they get the bench miner, obviously leading to the five on three penalty, which was the icing on the cake for the Winnipeg Jets. But my God, was he pissed off?
1: Yeah, and that's where almost the mask is a blessing in disguise because I'm sure the players are probably even hearing more profanity on the bench with the mask, but man, when he when he pulled it back a bit to really let the ref have it, I was like, Yikes. He's, like I'd love to hear a little wired uh sequence there, but he's a scary dude. And this is but this is good for him too, man. A four day break and you know, the leafs are battered and bruised and that they need they need a, a rest here. And this is going to be good for Matthews, who's been still playing extraordinarily well. He had that highlight reel goal against Connor Hellebuck the other night. This will be great to kind of nurse his wrist a little bit. Jack Campbell, we're we're really depleted on goalie depth right now. We need him back soon. And honestly, Kenny, it's been a while since we talked about him. They are missing Wayne Simmons big time right now. So hopefully that timetable is uh, shortening soon. He's certainly one of
0: the guys on the roster that can turn the game around for you in different ways. Like he can go with the big hits, he can go with the drop the gloves and fights to change the momentum. And it seems like Toronto doesn't really have what Ray Ferraro always refers to as the B or the C game right now. It's like you have the A game, and that's when you're dominating the play. That's when Matthews is up, that's when Marner's up, that's when Nylander's up. But sometimes you just aren't going to have that like on every night and that's fine. We don't expect Matthews and Marner to go out and get combined for five points and get two goals on the power play and just dominate the opposition every night. That's not realistic, but you have to have a secondary game to defer to when that isn't there. And that doesn't seem to, they they don't seem to have that right now. None of no. them do. And th- that's something that Wayne Simmons can bring to
1: the table. Yeah, man. And you know, it's almost just like they're regressing back to some of their familiar habits or bad habits from last year. chasing games, chasing leads, you know, trying to pull off a, a miracle comeback to kind of bury their mistakes they had for the entire game, really. And I just like I, you can't deal with that. you can't you can't play that yeah. way. And I know they got uh, Mikaev's goal called back, but that was goalie interference. I mean this is this is the game of hockey like you're gonna make mistakes early on. Hutchinson gets the hook that Freddie gives up too, like it's a disaster, too little, too late. And, you know, as you said, they need to be able to to change gears on the fly and not just resort to the high-octane offense. Because I think, quite frankly, that they need much more production from from their decor. They haven't got a lot of it. Their first shorthanded goal of the year was courtesy Jake Muzzin. Like, who would have expected that?
0: I want to stick on the goaltending for a second here because this has been the hot button topic. We threw out a couple polls on our Twitter account, at LeafSpot. Give us a follow, at Ken Stapon, at McCarthy 95 This was after the Jets game, and I tweeted out, what are you most concerned about heading into the stretch? Top six forwards, bottom six forwards, D-core, or goaltending? No surprise here. Goaltending ran away with it with over 75% of the vote, vote, everything else coming in just over 8%. I then tweeted out, how confident are you in the Maple Leafs goaltending this season? Confident, not confident, losing confidence. 11%, just 11% saying they're confident in the Leafs goaltending, while 41% saying not confident, and just above 48% saying that they're losing confidence. So this fan base is obviously like jumping on the bandwagon to berate Freddie Anderson, and part of this as well, the confidence thing, is the fact that Jack Campbell hasn't been healthy this season really he hasn't been able to contribute on a consistent basis and we saw what happened last night when you have to turn to the third string guy again who we noted earlier on in the year if this guy starts getting you know five six seven starts for you I think you're going to be in trouble because it was kind of fool's gold with his performances right out of the gate but he he was dreadful last night let in those two early goals and gets yanked in favor of Freddie Anderson who's coming in on short rest and the team was really never able to recover.
1: No, they weren't, and you know, you gotta gotta think at this point, Ken. After the Leaf ship Miko Lettinen to the Jackets in exchange for Vinny Vivalainen, nice will, will we Thank you. Will we see him maybe get a start really soon? Because with the Campbell timeline unknown, Hutchinson has been dog water of late. Anderson needs a rest. Who, who do you got next? Joseph Wall, Ian Scott, like that. Maybe this is a, a good pickup and a good timely pickup from Leafs management. I don't know much
0: about the player uh, that we acquired from Columbus. Um, obviously, he's a depth goaltending piece. I don't know if he's NHL ready, but certainly I would not be surprised to see him maybe slot into a backup role for the Toronto Maple Leafs. But I would also not be surprised just to see him you know, assume, assume his role with the Toronto Marlies or otherwise just to... Uh, continue to develop. I really think the issue is is that there isn't a whole lot of depth at the goaltending position after you get past Anderson and Campbell, which you tried to augment as we talked about earlier in the season with the addition of Aaron Dell, who got snapped up off waivers. And certainly, I feel like the Leafs' management is wishing that that guy was still sniffing around after the performance that we've seen now of Hutchinson. in His last two starts, I thought he was gave up some soft ones against Vancouver. When they played, when the last time he sniffed the net, and obviously the two last last night, in sort of a more broad vein, after the loss to Ottawa last night, I tweeted out, "How concerned are you after tonight's loss?" And over just about fifty-two percent saying that they're very concerned, while twenty-eight percent saying somewhat, and twenty percent, the stalwarts of Leaf Nation, saying that they are not concerned at all. Which I think they're lying. I think everybody's a little bit concerned after this five or six game stretch. And just to go into the goaltending numbers on a little bit of a deeper deeper look here, the goaltending against the Maple Leafs through this last six-game stretch, a 927 save percentage. And that's even considering all the goals that got given up last night. The goaltending four through this six-game stretch where they're 1-5, 866. So, I, well, I guess technically they're 1-4-1. and one. But 866, save percentage four, that's not going to cut it. And they're just getting dominated in other areas of the game. Their power play has gone ice cold. They only have one goal in their last 10 opportunities with the extra man. While on the other side, the opposition is converting at 50% seven power play goals on 14 power play opportunities for the opposition in that six game stretch so you can whine and you can cry about the referee and the officiating or whatever it is but at the end of the day this team is not cashing in with the extra man they're giving up goals and taking too many penalties and the other teams are cashing in with the extra man and the goaltending isn't good enough if you give me those three things like those three statistics and you want to you know blow that up over the period of a season you're not going to be a very good team If that's the type of goaltender gang and that's the type of power play, you know, numbers that you're going to be converting, it's not good enough.
1: Right. And, you know, speaking of up front and the power play, you know, William Nylander is clearly the most polarizing figure in Toronto. I think he gets too much hate and maybe I'll take some hate for this. I think right now, John Tavares, his line mate needs to get to another level because he hasn't been, he's been good, but I think he has another level to get to production wise. He's been a little flat. And I think there's too much blame on Nylander when really it's his it's his centerman and the second highest player on the Maple Leafs that has kind of drawn back a bit.
0: Brendan, I don't think that you're going to take any heat at all for suggesting that the Maple Leafs captain needs to pull up his bootstraps and get some offensive production here. I think he's been relatively like he's he's not his numbers, his underlying numbers don't look that bad. No, I think I, I think when you watch the games on a night in night out basis, like he can get some assists on the power play and he can get a power play goal every once in a while. Yeah, I don't think I've noticed the Maple Leafs captain dominating the play. Too much this season, like he just seems like a little bit of a shell of himself. It could be age. It could be maybe he's battling an injury behind the scenes. I don't know what's going on, but he has not looked like the dominant player that Maple Leaf fans have come accustomed to seeing over the past three seasons with him in Toronto so he needs to figure it out I think at this point you know you bring up a good point that William Nylander has been berated by a lot of the fan base in the past for his performances I thought you know especially in that game the other night against Winnipeg I thought that was one of his best games of the season he was zipping around all over the ice he was dominating the play I think it's totally fair for you to say that in the past William Nylander would be get the guy in the line where you're saying you feel bad for Tavares when he's not doesn't really have it on certain nights. Recently, it's like I feel bad for William Nylander cuz Tavares is the guy that doesn't seem to have it.
1: Yeah, and they need to trigger quickly because, you know, they Keith has tried different combinations with that line. So, he needs to kick it into high gear after this uh, four-game break. And even next next week, too, they get a bit of a window, too. So, lots of time to reset, regroup, and nurse some injuries. Because at the end of this week, Kenny, you know, Winnipeg, for example, plays three times. The entire landscape of the Scotia North could change. Leafs could find, themself, find themselves in second or third by the end of the week.
0: That's true. And that's something that, you know, with this schedule the way that it is there's going to be stretches of time where you aren't going to be playing and that's Toronto yep. this week then maybe this is opportune for the Maple Leafs i'm going to take a positive spin on this and say they just need some time to go get back to the practice rank you know work on some of the fundamentals get their power play clicking again get their penalty kill back on the rails cuz 50% the opposition converting at 50% is an unacceptable rate on the pk and some of that comes down to crappy goaltending so the goaltenders need to be better they need to get back in the rank with their goaltending coach because they're absolutely reeling right now frederick anderson is getting just raked through the coals here in toronto with half the fan base ready to trade this guy away and certainly if he can't figure out a way to right the ship i don't see that there's any way that he stays next year despite what any success in the playoffs because they need this guy to be a bona fide nhl starter and now i believe on the season like, I don't have his analytics in front of me, but I believe he has a sub-900 save percentage now where he's hovering right around there on the season, which is simply not good enough for an NHL starter. Just to your point of John Tavares, in his last eight games, three goals, four assists, so seven points, that's not awful. He's like a plus five through that stretch. But, like, the underlying numbers, I think, have been decent for Tavares this year. and It's just the fact that he doesn't seem to be dominating the player producing at a super high rate.
1: I love to see Zach Hyman back on the first line and Joe Thornton yeah, uh, that's sliding good. down to the second line with Tavares and Nylander. Hyman has been outstanding, just continuing to raise his stock value. I mean, he's going to be making north and, north of five next year. Six goals in his last nine north games. Of five, wow. Think so? I, I think so, man. At the rate he's that's playing bad right news now, for the Leafs. Oh, I don't think they're going to be able to keep this guy even though he's a, a Tobacco boy. But man, he, we know his game and, and his grit grinder game, but he's also been, actually been, you know, flashing a little bit with, with the hands he's, he's scored he scored a couple of nice goals he looks right very now. confident and wow that's the fire alarm sorry we're doing testing this morning
0: i was like what you got an elevator in your apartment right now like ding <laughs> i saw a fight tweet the other day it's not the tweet of the day but maybe this can be the tweet of last week or whatever but it's like i wonder if dogs when they walk into an elevator they just think I'm, here we go into the world changer again just like they have no idea what's going on it's just like they walk into it and come out in a completely different environment that was pretty funny anyways like i'm trying i'm going to try to stay positive here and say that this little break is probably exactly what toronto needs but I'm pretty concerned at this point. And I think that Sheldon Keefe should be pretty concerned. I think that Kyle Dubas is probably pretty concerned at this team's recent slide, especially given the fact that it seems like a foregone conclusion after the three-game set against the Oilers that this was the year where you were going to add big time to this roster to try to take a deep run. I'm not confident that this group can beat a couple of teams now in the Scotiabank, Winnipeg being the proprietary one in a seven-game series. If you're going to see Connor Helibuck on the other side, and you know what the former Vesna Trophy winner is capable of, it's going to be a difficult out for the Maple Leafs right now, especially with the way that they're playing. I'm not trying to overreact. I'm just saying that they need to figure out a way to right the ship and right the ship quickly. Because as you said, Winnipeg plays, I believe, three games before they play the Toronto Maple Leafs next. And they could easily win those three and be ahead of Toronto in the Scotiabank North Division by the time these two two teams take the ice. Let's go to Around the League. All right, quietly in New York, the Islanders have won nine straight. So Barry Trotz got those guys on the rails and Toronto Maple Leafs hate to see that with uh, their former GM, Lou Lamorello, just continuing to rack up the W's while this team up here is reeling.
1: Buddy, I can't even talk. This fire alarm just drives me nuts. (laughs) Keep going. Give Uh us updates. All right. (laughs)
0: All right. I'll I'll drive the bus here. Eric Carlson in San Jose saying that he did not sign with the Sharks to go into a rebuild. Carlson went on to elaborate. Obviously, he did not sign there to go through a rebuild or what he did for 10 years in Ottawa. But this is what it is, and he thinks that they need to find a way to build with the core group they have and figure out a way to be competitive in upcoming years. I find this a little bit hilarious, to be honest, that Carlson is the one that's saying he didn't sign here to do the rebuilds because he's on one of the biggest contracts on the San Jose roster's books, and he has been dreadful this season. For the price points like I, th- I believe he only has like two goals and seven assists through you know 20 plus games that's not the production that you need out of eric carlson and it's honestly just looking like these big contracts for defensemen don't age well like if i'm toronto this is like you see what's happening with drew dowdy although he's having a little bit of a decent season in la we look at dowdy you look at petrangelo you look at uh, Eric Carlson or Brent Burns and San Jose, all these big ticket defensemen who end up making eight or nine sheets a year and they can't possibly live up to the contract. And this certainly has to be something that Kyle Dubis and the Leafs management are looking at with Morgan Riley's next contract on the horizon.
1: What a start, man. What a start. We're going we're to keep all <laughs> this, but I have stuff to say on Eric Carlson, but I just don't want to like berate people's ears with this. <laughs> all good,
0: man. Uh, Jack Eichel looking like he's going to be out for the foreseeable future, according to head coach Ralph Krueger. Uh, the Senspiration on Not Another Leafs pod continues as they have lost 10 straight now. 10 straight. They've been outscored 40-17 to 17 in those contests. Uh, I believe since they had the little COVID thing going on at the, in the middle of February, they're 2-12-2 since returning from that. i got to believe that Ralph Krueger is... If he's not in the hot seat, he's, he's got to be gone. If they want to keep him for the rest of the season, whatever, but these he's lost the group, he's lost the team, they're not responding, the best players' values are plummeting, and they need to figure out a way to shake up this group and, and get something in return for their top-tier players who have value on the market, because it's a total disaster in Buffalo. The disaster continues. Meanwhile, Ricard Raquel... Drawing interest at the top of the Athletics trade board, Raquel's been a little bit hot since his name started getting kicked around in trades. He has 12 points now in the six-game stretch that ended on March 10th, March 10th rather, which shotguns him up to the top of Anaheim's scoring list. Uh, other names on the board include Matthias Ekholm out of Nashville and Elvis Lincolns out of Columbus. Raquel has been the talk of Leafs Nation as being a guy that is on an affordable cap hit who can contribute to your top six. Uh definitely a difference maker. He's under contract, an affordable hit, I believe, three point six million coming into next season, which is good for whoever's going to be acquiring him. Whenever you get you basically get two playoff runs of a player for the price of one, he's been tied to Leafs Nation, they're pretty uh they're pretty hot and heavy to either get him or Granland in here to bolster the top six.
1: Get him out of Anaheim, man. I just feel that Vegas is gonna just Pull a quick move and be like, "Yeah, we want you, Ricard. Would it, would it like join the top six for a, a deep run here?" But if the Leafs could make a swing and, and Dubas can work his magic, that'd be something too. But he, he's a he's a phenomenal player just on a really depleted hockey club in Anaheim. Glad to hear the fire alarm. Wow, is <laughs> <It's, it's> over. <laughs> wow. <laughs> hey, uh, you know, it, 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 Kenny, as you know, man, doing shows and producing shows, you just got to keep rolling. Yeah, yeah I'll put Sorry. it on mute. But man, wow, what a start yeah. to the Monday. Uh, what are your thoughts
0: on Carlson, quickly before we uh, move on to tweet of the day?
1: Yeah, so I so very much unfamiliar territory for Eric Carlson. I mean, this is a guy who who went to the conference finals with the Sharks two years ago in twenty nineteen, a, a huge anchor role in the send run to the conference final in twenty seventeen, and really since then for the for the Sharks two years later that they, they've really uh, dipped. And this is, at this point for Eric Carlson, he's got the individual feats and, you know, he's had great production years, but he wants to chip. And he's one of the most uh, prolific defensemen in the National Hockey League. And this is, or or his comments, rather, are are justified. He's frustrated and he wants to turn things around. And the Sharks He's got to be better, though. He's got to be better, but. Two goals and seven assists in 20 plus games.
0: Yeah, this year it hasn't been good, good enough. For this for, year, it hasn't been good. What's his contract, even? It's like he's making
1: over 10, million, 10 sheets a year. But his his comments, so it's it's right. Like they still have some some good pieces to to make a run. I know they lost Big Joe, but you know they got Hurdle, Couture, Kane. I know that's been a, been a bit of a blank show. Burns and Flat, like decent pieces and. It's, it's unfortunate and surprising to me that they, they haven't been able to return to the form they were two years ago.
0: I think their big mistake was letting go of Joe Pavelski, or letting him walk. True. like They let him that walk, was and bad. basically it all fell apart. And you see and now, how important he's been to Dallas Yeah, since he signed there. He's clearly got still a lot of his best hockey left in the tank. I think he was so important to that room as a guy who can galvanize the group and just say, uh, we're not doing this right now. Like, let's turn this thing around. I think they thought Logan Couture was that guy, and I think they probably misjudged it a little bit. Then And Pavelski was actually the guy who was the, the straw that stirred the drink for the San Jose Sharks, so letting him walk is really hurt. I'm assuming that you don't really have much to say on Buffalo. It's just a you-know-what show, as you say, down there. Uh, what are your gonna, thoughts on that? I was uh, going to
1: quickly mention, As yeah, yeah. you mentioned the Islanders' uh, win streak off the top. How about the Carolina Hurricanes, Kenny? they won eight straight. I actually had the privilege of covering that game uh, at Little Caesars. Well, I wasn't at Little Caesars Arena, but it, the game was played at Little Caesars <laughs> Arena. And, man, Carolina, <laughs> like we, we talked right about it on the previous pod, Kenny. Uh, Well-coached in, in Rod Brindamore. And top to bottom, they, they've been they've been excellent. And great goaltending in Alex Nedeljkovic. I think he's kind of solidified that, that starting role. And... I know Jake Gardner, former Leaf, was placed on... uh, Well, no, I think he was...
0: (laughs) Yeah, he got placed on waivers.
1: Placed on waivers, recalled to the taxi squad. But now there's going to be that uh, internal competitiveness on the back end because there's that youngster, uh, Jake Bean, who's been, I think, playing much better than Gardner. So we'll see if he he draws into the lineup before Gardner does. But top to bottom, Carolina has been excellent, and they're going to be a threat come playoff time.
0: I would just like to say that I picked Carolina as the team to win that division prior to this you season. did and they're and they're in first place right now they look like an absolute wagon tampa bay is right behind them so it's going to be one and two but so impressed what i've seen out of carolina they clearly are an organization who's ready to take the next step and when you look at their goaltending situation they kind of have redrawn and what likely what i think is probably what toronto is going to do in the future is rather than going with a bona fide one a one one two b starter or whatever the hell you want to say, A, B, 1, 2. You probably go with like a 1A, 1B tandem that's much cheaper. And I think that Campbell is probably going to be a big part of that moving forward. And I think you go out and you try to find a guy likely to save a little bit of money on the cap and hopefully use that money to uh, sign Zach Hyman in the future. But then you go out and find a guy that's going to cost you $2.53 maybe a little bit less experience, but give him a lighter workload, and then just ride those two guys. I think that also the big contract for the goaltenders is a thing of the past. You aren't going to see the Carey Price or the, you know, Sergei Bobrovsky, here's 10 sheets. Yeah, and the mammoth deals. You, yeah, and then you roll up and the guy's just playing like hot garbage and you're stuck with <laughs> yeah. this massive cap hit. Like, I think, that, I think that teams have learned their lesson from that and they're probably going to get away from that. If you got, like, a bona fide starter, I guess it's like, even look at the Canucks. Like, they, like, let Markstrom walk and he wasn't even going to be – ultra expensive and they get like what is what's his cap at right now in calgary it's like around like five or six sheets and they let him walk for nothing
1: yeah very good point should we go to the tweet of the day
0: yeah let's go to the tweet of the day you're up first
1: all right mine is coming from nat <laughs> at ncm0611 she tweets people are too casual about the fact that parrots can talk i'm sure as a leaf swear falling asleep last night, they had a few parrots in their head just mocking them a little bit. You know what was I found bizarre? I know it was on the itinerary, but the Leafs left left for Ottawa yesterday. Like yesterday morning. So they arrived the day of. I just think that kinda screws up your whole routine. Maybe, I but, uh, but I, I know it's not a huge deal, but it's like I was just surprised to hear that they left the day of even though you're going to Ottawa, which is what 20 minutes by plane, that's a little excessive. An hour yeah, by plane. It's
0: a, no, it's a it's a hop skip short trip. Likely, probably, I would assume that the bird didn't even turn the engine off and just stayed on the runway and they kind of yeah. wheeled into the arena, the Canadian Tire Center, played their game, and then wheeled straight back to the plane and flew straight back to Toronto. I would assume no no reason to stay the overnights in Ottawa because it's just like you said, it's probably like 45 minutes on the MLSC private jet to get over there. Yep. Yeah, a little bit peculiar, but they probably just looked at it and said, we have an opportunity to let our players sleep in their own beds. It's going to be a late departure because, like, when's the earliest that you're going to be able to leave? 11 o'clock. It's going to be a short flight, so it is what it is. And we could say whatever we want so that if the team, like, never woke up or you can make a big deal of, you know, the pregame schedule or the routine's got all screwed up. Like, I don't mind the decision.
1: Of, yeah, I'm you know, not saying – it...
0: They still I know, play but people soft, were people are talking but, about this though, yeah. saying, "Oh, like it looks like the Leafs are still like on the tarmac." And I'm like, "All right, go, like take it easy." <laughs> Hutchinson yeah. just gave up a couple. Like, the, you know, he gave up two goals on the first three shots. I think so. Maybe he was still on the tarmac, but like, I don't know. I, and they were repping
1: up. those those beautiful St. Pat's jerseys too. And historically, they've they done well when they wear those jerseys and. Joe Bowen loves
0: those jerseys. He uh, he, adores them. Just kept calling them the St. Pats on the radio. I was driving home from work listening, and I was like, "Oh yeah, Bonesy loves that." He's a big, big Irish guy, though, so so no surprises there. Uh, My tweet of the day is from Chris Johnson, uh, and it's. I'm realizing now that maybe uh, this is just uh, this is a mock tweet. I caught myself, but it's uh, from at Caulfield Habs. (laughs) <laughs> aka <laughs> at Chris Johnson it says Fooled since me you've too. all been asking yes the Winnipeg Jets are juggernauts so it's kind of just like a troll job because everybody keeps you know getting CJ to call teams juggernauts Those and always then we just absolutely me. drive off the cliff I thought it was CJ actually until I like looked at the at the handle and I was like oh I've done that yeah. before too Kenny with the uh, Elliot Freeman <laughs> burner account uh, like, almost got me but it's still it's still hilarious a hilarious choice but CJ actually is he got raised a bunch of money for COVID and deleted his Leafs juggernaut tweet because he's like, I'll do this, but you have to donate to a good cause. And Maple Leaf fans were happy to open up their pocketbooks to get that thing off the records, because obviously it's been well documented what's happened to Montreal since CJ went out uh, and called them juggernauts. And basically the same thing has happened to Toronto. He sent out that tweet and they've just been reeling ever since. So they got to figure out a way to turn it around. Let's go to the bar. Got me sitting at a bar on the
1: inside,
0: waiting for my ride on the outside. She stole my heart in the trailer park, so I jacked the keys to her fucking car and crashed. That- the shit, then guess it away. was to be Romance is misery so much for memories and now I'm headed to the penitentiary see me on TV the next cop series I am a danger I guess I shoot at it something about my anger but I never learned real things that don't concern up or care All right UT is who's going to be at the bar for you and i don't think that many leaf fans would disagree who you got
1: yeah, I'm surprised neither of us have ever picked them before but i guess the leaves have been doing quite well up to this point up until sunday but it's got to be sheldon keith and i'm sure even pre-covid he stepped into the library bar before but this guy needs a a reset a a couple of uh long sleeps this week and a nice a nice beer or a, a nice beers plural because uh man never seen him that animated before as we talked about earlier in the episode and he uh he deserves one because he's done well up to this point
0: no, I, I agree. It's like it's a tough circumstance for him, and he's going to need uh, to have a couple libations maybe just to relax on uh, the Maple Leafs week off and try to reset for their back-to-back at the end of the week against the Calgary Flames. Um, for me, <laughs> I got Justin Bieber at the library bar after he releases his new Maple Leafs love tribute song, Hold On, absolutely getting raked by other fan bases in the NHL. For the Maple Leafs, I love this partnership. I think that anytime you can get a superstar of Bieber's magnitude to promote your brand, it's going to ultimately be positive. And people can say like they don't like Bieber's music or he's like a sellout or whatever the hell they want to say. I think that any sort of partnership, you look at like what Drake's been able to do for the Raptors, that's been extremely beneficial for the Raptors as a franchise. So Justin Bieber going to be having a couple of libations and hopefully staying off Twitter. To read from reading what <laughs> yeah. other people are saying about uh, his current love letter to the Maple Leafs, his
1: song Hold On Beebs. Maybe he's just gonna join Keefe. Maybe we'll just go together. Maybe distance, distanced, of course. Yeah, I feel like Keith
0: and, and Bieber for that matter might just uh, hit up the Platinum Club in the basement oh. of the ACC instead. You probably get three libations over there.
1: The Platinum Yay. Club is just like if define bougie in Webster's Dictionary, it'll just say Platinum Club. Like it $40 is forty dollar hamburger. Wow, yeah, it's the ultimate like welcome, welcome to like a new world. I've only been in there once, but man, it is just it's fantastic. The whole experience. My,
0: my uh my my uncle used to take me there sometimes where we go to games. He was uh, he had the season's ticket, so you go in the sneaky entrance, then you go there for dinner. I was just like looking at the menu, it was like, Jesus Christ, dude. Like, even yeah. like a pint of beer in there is, you know, 15 bucks. I know. Which, I, which I, I guess is the same price that you pay in the ACC or in Scotiabank Arena, I should say. Like, when you're going up to the concession stand. But I was like, my goodness, this seems like an unnecessary flex. I'll be happy to eat my dinner at a restaurant outside of the arena
1: yeah. before I get in there. I'll just take the $10 bag of popcorn, please. Thank you.
0: No, I know I know I'm getting the prime rib sandwich. That's we both Scotia enjoy that, man. Yeah, wow. the, that. Every time I go there, I have to get the prime rib sandwich. I don't care if it's like 25 bucks mm-hmm. or whatever the hell no, it's Oh, it it's phenomenal. Yeah, it's just one of the routines for me. I'm like, I'm going. I'm going to find it.
1: And you get the nice slice of pickle and some Miss Vicky's on the side too, and there's your, yeah, there's your meal for the night.
0: Anyways, uh, thank you for listening to this episode of Leaf Spod. Follow us on Twitter at KenStafe on FB McCarthy95 at, at LeafSpot at HockeyPodNet. Thanks for listening and we'll catch you next time.